Welcome back to another episode of More Happy Life. This is your host, Andy Proctor. I'm back with another season. I'm so excited for it and so glad to have you here. So today's guest, his name is Dina Patton. Dina Patton is an elite business coach and transformational speaker who has worked with thousands of purpose-driven business owners and world-changing leaders around the globe. She helps her clients to build great companies that break records in their revenue and their impact. She founded Dina Patton Coaching and Training Company 22 years ago while living in New York City, where she created her world-class greatness methodology. Her three-pillar coaching approach helps businesses to build the systems to be a well-oiled company the strategy to be a well-marketed company, and the greatness mindset to be a well-led company. As a speaker, coach, and best-selling author, Dina has garnered over 60 media stories, and she leads from six core values, courage, accountability, authenticity, faith, integrity, and fun. So today we talked about some amazing things, and we really focused in on how you can shift your mindset to be a greatness mindset from a smallness mindset is what she calls it. And how do you come in contact with your highest self? So, so excited to share this one with you today. And without further ado, Dina Patton. Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life, the podcast that will teach you how to trigger upward spirals of health and happiness in your life. I'm Andy Proctor, a happiness activist whose goal is to make your life more happy with science-backed strategies and powerful interviews. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. Okay, Dina, welcome to the show. So happy to have you on More Happy Life today. And um, I'm excited to just dive in. I, I think my favorite, one of my favorite things is having conversations like this. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I think we should just dive right in. Um, we already introduced you, so, you know, you're amazing. And uh, I, I love your energy. Um, love the smile that I'm seeing. Not, not everybody's going to be able to see the smile, but you know, you can <laughs> listen to the smile. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Love the conversation. And I love that you have this podcast and the work that you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much. Um, and you know, I always love asking my guests to share what I like to call their superhero origin story. So like you're, you're passionate about helping people live with purpose and greatness, um, you know, this is what kind of attracted me to have you on the show. Um, and, you know, so I'd love to have you just share with listeners, how, how did you get there? Like, how did you, why are you so passionate about this? What's your, what's your origin story? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like most origin stories, it's a big, long journey that we have to squeeze into two minutes, but, uh, you know, really mine. In, in my language, it sounds like this. For 27 years, I lived in a lot of smallness, which is a world of perfection, doubt, um, fear, distraction, the worldly games, just you know, showing up, 
however the circumstances are showing up. And I didn't really get that we have a lot of choice in not only the design of our life, but who we're being and how we're responding. And once you start to learn that, your life completely changes from being a victim of life and life coming at you to you designing your life and how you show up and how you respond and how you design your life every day in your future and um, got super passionate around um, around 27, 28. And that what spurred that was um, I owned my own agency in New York City and life was really good. You know, I was in my second year of business and I was growing and I had just won my first award, but it all came crumbling down when I had a minor stroke. And I think sometimes we have these really big moments um, that put us on our knees and just go, oh my gosh, we have to have a reset. And it was what I call a, a blessed interruption. It just interrupts your life and you go, I gotta do this differently. And in the recovery of that, was doing it differently. You know, I really learned a whole bunch of habits that didn't serve me. I heard, I learned that uh, there was some mindset that did, how, did not serve me. And I really didn't know that I had a say in my life um, as much as we do. And um, so just learn, you know, a lot of skills in that year of recovery. Uh, because I actually hired a, a couple coaches to help me in my business and my life. And I turned my life around. I ended up um, selling my business and I got very, very focused around this idea of designing our life with purpose, on purpose, um, finding your gifts, owning, really, really owning your gifts. You know, I think a lot of people, we... Uh, poo-poo our, our gifts and um, instead of really owning them. And um, and that was my turnaround was really that was uh, I started this business 22 years ago and I said, my life will be different from this time on and I'm going to help people design lives and businesses that they love um, with a lot of pro purpose, a lot of gifts, a lot of intentionality and, um, and more than that it, with vision. You know, I think we have to give ourselves permission to have a vision and then be passionate and unapologetic about following that vision. And now I do that with uh, business owners and leaders around the world. So <laughs> that's that takes a two hour story into about two minutes, but that's, uh, that's the gist of it. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And I know it's hard to to kind of sum it down. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful for, for that moment. And that's really powerful. And I think a lot of people um, <clears throat> can really resonate with, with that. Um, you know, maybe not everybody has that same experience, but um, you know, another person um, who, who is a, is a dear friend talked about, she, she has a Ted talk about kind of this, this uh, roar of awakening that, mm -hmm. that comes, that can come to us um, to realize Oh my gosh, like I'm I'm not invincible, right? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it sounds like you had this kind of roar of awakening, right? When you had this mm -hmm. this stroke. And it's that's it kind of is it is. It's so um gosh, it's it's it freaks you out, but at the same time, like what a what an amazing um privilege and opportunity that you have been given to 
to to look at that and yeah. say what what do I actually want? I love what that you do said. I want. Yeah, and that I love is you. Such said. an important question to all of us is what do I want? What do I want? And to ask to dig and dig and dig and to your truth and answer that um, in all sectors of your life, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your money, in your career, in your impact, in your faith, in your health you know, your home, what do you want? And it's so powerful when we answer that with truth and authenticity and, and being unapologetic around it. And then the work starts because yeah. <laughs> there is no magic pill. The work starts where you get really intentional and you start to, to move in that direction and you start making decisions that are aligned to that. Yeah. Yeah, the work. And I think I I love that you talked about vision. Um, and gosh, I think we could talk about vision for a while. But yeah, that's that's uh that's really powerful. So yeah, thank you for your story and for sharing that. You you mentioned um which is interesting, you mentioned smallness mindset versus versus greatness mindset. So I'm I'm curious, like how how would you define those? Like what, you know, how does the greatness mindset differ from like the smallness mindset, like where, like, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I write this in my book and I decided, you know, when you're, you're, you know, a lot of people I think have a book in them or have a message, you know, you want to be a speaker, you want to have a book some way where you get your message out. And, you know, for me, I'd been coaching this in this concept for about 10 years, but I wanted to put it in a book so that anybody could have access to it because I think it's really simple on one hand and, and then the work starts, right? But the, the simple concept is this, is we are all born with both a smallness mindset and a greatness mindset. They both have function. They both have a job, but what we don't know is we have a choice in the matter. And so the smallness mindset is all about surviving and comfort zone. It wants to keep us in a comfort zone and keep us surviving. And that is a, that's a good thing. But when we want to step out into our greatness and start to live a life of design and of dreams and of vision, it's very, very threatening to our smallness. And what it does, it will, its whole job is to make sure that you get the messaging that scares you enough to just stay in the smallness, stay in the comfort zone. We all hear those, there's so many sayings around comfort zone, right? Um, so you'll never find your success in comfort zone. We already have everything in our smallness and everything in our comfort zone, we have mastered. It's already mastered. That's why it's comfortable is because it, we have it mastered. When we step out into visions and dreams and goals um, and who we really are born to be as leaders, that we don't have mastered. We are going to flail and crawl and learn in that journey until we have it mastered. So I think um, that mindset of smallness of protection is like, no, 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 <laughs> we're not stepping out into greatness. We are not gonna do that vision or that goal that is way too scary. And then it feeds us very specific messages. So there's five messages of smallness and you could probably relate to one or two. So it's P-D-F-O-D. P 
is perfection. So those messages of like, you can't write a book, you're not perfect yet. You can't get that VP job, you're not perfect yet, right? Those messages of perfection. Uh, D is for doubt, so the self-doubt. So it could be, I'm from the wrong family, I'm the wrong color, I'm just the wrong person, I'm not ready yet. So all that self-doubt, right? F is fear, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of judgment. That's a big one. I don't want to put myself out because fear of judgment, right? O is overwhelm. A lot of people get tangled in smallness narratives of overwhelm and just, I mean, two years, three years, five years, get tangled in overwhelm and can never get out. And it's very hard to pursue a life that you love and with greatness and vision when you're just tangled up in overwhelm. I've never seen anyone do it, right? And then the last D is distraction confusion. And we, again, we can't pursue our greatness and our greatest version of ourselves and our vision and our goals when we're tied up in these narratives. So in my methodology, usually one of those, sometimes two, um, are you hear on a daily basis, like you can get very disempowered, deflated, very derailed by these narratives. You know, you step out and you're like, okay, today's the day I'm gonna pursue this, you know, great vision or this goal today I'm starting. And then within minutes, there is the, the narrative of smallness, uh, just, you know, it's like a hook that, that reels us back in. And one of those narratives gets you every time and it just pulls you back to comfort zone. And then maybe next week you'll try again or next, next year. Um, and then that's, that's where we quit. You know, we've tried it two times. We've tried it five times and I, I just, I just can't do it. So it is, it's yeah. important, right? It's important to, here's the, here's the key though, is to know that is not our truth. That's just our smallness, throwing out little announcements, hoping that you'll come back home to, to, to the comfort zone. And here's the power. We get to say, no, no, thank you. I, I hear your announcement. You don't serve me. I'm going over here to this, this greatness. Uh, uh, I'm listening to my greatness. I'm going over to this vision and this dream. And, but we are not trained in that. We're not raised in that. We don't understand that these narratives are suggestions from our smallness. They are not the truth, but we believe them. We come in an agreement with them and we go back home to our comfort zone and we try again next year. That's, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's so fascinating. And I think so, so relatable, right. By so many people, like you said, yeah. And I think it's fascinating. You said fear of, of success. I think that one's like such an interesting one that like, what if everything does go right? Right. Like how will that change my finances? How will that, how, and then how will that change my relationships? Will my friends still be friends with me if I am successful? Will I, you know, like all, I mean, there's so many just little like what if I am successful? Like that's yes. such a crazy one, right? Yes. Um, fear of success. And yeah, that's so, that's so interesting. It makes me think a lot of, a lot of things. Um, there's a, a, a therapy system called IFS or internal family systems um, where it talks about the different parts of yourself and like what you're talking about right now, it's like very, very aligned with this kind of system of therapy, which is, you know, like this, these messages of smallness are, are, 
are pieces of ourself mm -hmm. that are trying to keep us safe. Like you said, yes. trying to keep mm -hmm. us in that comfort zone mm -hmm. and away from threats. Um, so gosh, so yeah, like how, how do you get, you know, like, how do you get from that comfort zone? Like how, how mm -hmm. what do you do to, to shift, right. To, mm -hmm. to listen more to the greatness mm -hmm. to, to have, let that overcome those, you know, like those fears, those messages. Yeah. yeah. So in, uh, in short, right. Here's the coaching is first of all, you have to be willing. Um, you really, everything makes it more sense when you start with a decision. So decide, I want to move from smallness to greatness. The second thing is I want you to actually write that down, write the PDFOD. Um, which one of those, the first step is to identify how smallness is playing you. So, it, you know, if you've ever had a two-year-old child um, or a puppy or, you know, anything small, they manipulate you for snacks. <laughs> Both children and puppies are all about treats and snacks, right? They'll do anything. <laughs> and here's the thing. At first you think it's like really cute. And then you're like, oh my gosh, they are totally manipulating me. <laughs> they are playing me to get this snack that they want or a toy, right? So it's, it's very much the same thing. You have to identify how smallness is manipulating you. How, what, which one of those narratives is it playing you with? Because when you don't know, you can't, you can't do something about something unless you know, right? We have to know better than we do better. So let's identify it first. So let's say um, it is a fear of success, right? That is the thing. Like you hear it every day. You, it, it, it totally deflates you. It's the thing that tangles you back into smallness, into safety, into comfort. So that's identified number one. Number two is see smallness thoughts become smallness truths. It is your truth. Until it's not your truth, it's your truth. So this truth, why it's so wicked, powerful on you is because it is your truth on some level right now. So you think um, it is true that if I'm successful, it would ruin my marriage or ruin my best friend. Like that's the truth for you. And, and it's sabotaging, right? The success. So one, identify which one of these narratives you're tangled up in. Two, this is the hardest part. We're going to come out of agreement with that narrative. Like it's no longer true for me, right? So you can't come out of agreement until you know that statement, right? So know the statement, you come out of agreement. It might take, I'm not saying that this doesn't take work and, you know, it is a little confronting to confront that thing that has gotten you, right? But it might take weeks or even months for you to do the emotional and mental work of like, this is no longer my truth, right? Because say, say, say um, the doubt, I've worked with a lot of people where their doubt is deep seated, like I'm the wrong color or I came from the wrong family. Like <laughs> you have to confront that and really, even if you think you did come from the wrong family, the story of that is what is your barrier, right? And we've got to come out of that story and that 
that belief, that agreement. There's agreement there that is keeping you stuck. So it's the agreement that we are coming out of, right? So, so that's step two is coming out of agreement with that truth. So it's no longer the truth. If it's not the truth, it won't, it won't sabotage you. It won't get you, right? And then the third step is starting to listen to your greatness and starting to what I call master your mindset around greatness. And that is that takes about 30 days of everyday work, mastering and grounding yourself in, in um, greatness mindset. And I pretend that these are radio dials that right now your smallness is probably really far up and you're listening to it and it is loud. It's telling you, you're from the wrong family. You're not the right person, right? And it's loud and you're listening to it. We want to get mastery where we turn that down and we're starting to turn up our greatness. And our greatness knows our highest potential. You have amazing gifts. You are the right person. You can learn along the way, right? You are a born leader, right? So there's all these positive messages that are the truth from greatness that you choose not to listen to right now. And so that's the third step is starting to listen and believe in the greatness, which is in all of us, all of us are born with greatness and potential and purpose. We just don't listen to it because we, I don't know why it's so satisfying not to listen to it. <laughs> like we're right about not having gifts and purpose. I don't know why that's satisfying. I want everybody to be right that we do have gifts and purpose and start to walk that out because it's a completely different life. Yeah. It's so fascinating that like, you know, I don't know if you've, you know, you've seen kind of some of the things like the, the secret and, you know, a lot of these um, kind of law of attraction types of things where, uh, you know, it's, it's like the masses are so, I mean, at least this, this is the story, right. That like so many people just don't um, get the, get that message and they don't understand the power um, that comes with that shift. And, yeah. um, but then there's a few that have right. and, and have changed the world. Right. And that's kind of the message. Right. And I think it's interesting. Um, and, and I think it's interesting that you said, you know, our greatness knows our potential as if like, it's like personifying this like being right. That is our greatness. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of, and I, you know, I've, I've read like back when I was doing sales, we'd have all these like motivational things, you know, and like one of them was, uh, I think it was this, this thing called like the plus entity or something. Like, I can't remember what it was, but it was like basically like coming into contact with this like future version of you. Yes. Who is like just amazing. Like who you would like, you would just be so impressed with proud of like inspired by inspired by like yeah. it like it just like makes me emotional thinking about like this person like the, is the, it's it's you it is yeah. you yeah and it's inside of you right and it's like how do you meet them how do you get right. to that person to where then they become who you are now right like that's i think it's that's really becoming. powerful it's the becoming yeah. right it's the becoming yep. the highest version of you and that is why I, I mean, I'm so passionate about this. And it's really the majority, probably 80% of what I speak on, my book is on, I coach on is this mastering of mindset and the becoming of your highest version of yourself. Mm -hmm. It is a process, but 
all of us have it. And I just don't think we talk about it enough. I think this is what, this is I think what we get tangled up in is the survival of being an adult. Hmm. You know, you, you survive your childhood, whether that was good or bad, and then boom, you're 18, 19, 20, and you have to adult. And I think all of us pretty much go into survival mode, right? You're like, ah, job, bills, everything, right? And then it kind of happens over again when you get married, because now you're like married with another person and someone else's boundaries and rules and all that. And then you have kids and, oh gosh, that's, you're thrown in survival again. So it's like these series of survival modes in our life. And then all of a sudden we wake up and we're 40 or 50 and we're like, oh my gosh, where did my life go? Well, it's been four series of survival phases, you know, welcome to your life. Are you going to wake up now and step into your greatness, step into your gifts, step into your purpose with intention? Or are you going to keep playing the game that you've been playing, which is not bad. You know, I mean, our lives are our lives. It's not about smallness is bad and greatness is good. I don't believe in that. Um, I mean, I had 27 years in my smallness and I had great moments. I had great moments in, in smallness. Smallness still gets us results. It just gets us different results, right? So it's, um, but one of the biggest pieces, like when we're making this shift is we have to have grace with ourselves because there's moments where it's not a lot of fun. You are confronting your lowest version of yourself and your highest version of yourself. Like they're fighting over you, right? And which one are you going to listen to? And it takes grace and it also takes self-care. Um, self-care is now, you know, I've been talking about self-care for 20 years. Um, I call it CEO self-care. Like whether you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a business owner with three employees, or you're a CEO with 3000 employees, you're a human being that has a mind, a body, and a spirit that needs fueling. And wherever you are in your life of this smallness and greatness, you have to take care of yourself. There is no one else on this planet that is responsible for your mind, your body, and your spirit. So I know it's like a little fluffy conversation now where a lot of people want to talk, like talk about it in a light version. But one of the biggest things that I know helping thousands of people through this process is you have to have self-care. You have to take care of your mind, your body, and your spirit in a very loving way. Um, because it's a, it's a process of elevation, just like you're elevating. If if we were scaling, you know, 10 times your business, it would take a lot of focus and intentionality and a vision and a lot of care, right? It's the same thing with our lives. Same exact thing. I love that so much. I think it's, it's so important and so true. And so I study health psychology Um, in my PhD program right now, I think there's like this massive connection between, you know, uh, our, our mind and our body, obviously. Right. And so, um, I'd love to have you talk a little bit about that. If, um, uh, of like how, you know, how the like smallness versus the greatness mindset, like how does that impact our, our health? Right. I mean, so you had this, this experience with, you know, having, having a stroke, like that's, that's a big deal. Like that's like life and death, right? Like, um, and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I've experienced 
lots of interesting, you know, physical manifestations of psychological things. But why is it that like, at least, you know, from your standpoint, from your experience, like, why is it that our mindset has an impact on our health? Does it, do you, do you feel like it does? And how does it? Well, I think our mindset has an impact on everything, everything you want to change your marriage. It's a mindset first. You want to change your health. It's a mindset first. You want to change your money game. It's a mindset first. Um, this is why our life goes in the direction of our mindset. So if your mindset is going in the direction of smallness, that's where your life is going to follow. Um, I always say you never outperform, outdo, or outsell your mindset. So wherever your mindset is around that thing, that's, that's really the, what you're going to produce, right? So health, um, I actually, I just, um, I've been in a health journey this last two years coming out of COVID. I, like a lot of people have gained some weight and in COVID, I think we all got a little soft in our mind <laughs> and in our body um, because we just didn't have that like intensity and, and interaction. And um, I thought, oh man, I want to come out of this stronger, not bitter, <laughs> you know? And um, so I dove into a, a, a health game, but let me tell you, the first month was all mindset. I had to, I don't really love working out. I don't, I love food. Um, I love sugar. I love sweets. Um, so I tend to want that and not really be on a health journey, but I knew the results that I wanted. And also the game I'm playing in my business as a messenger of this message, you know, when you are traveling the world and you're working with world leaders and you're doing um, podcasts and things like this, you have to be your best. You have to take care of yourself um, or you will get burnt out. So I just knew I have to do better in my water, in my sleep, in my working out, in my mental game, emotional game. And I just went 30 days. I went mindset first. What is, who am I going to be? What am I going to do in this, um, in this journey? And I got my head around the game first, because again, if you don't get your mindset bought in, it, it, it'll be against it. It'll sabotage it. And so I did, and it, that was the first 30 days is just getting my mind around, all right, this is the new game. This is what we're gonna be doing and why the rewards of it, um, because we all know our psychology wants rewards out of it. And, and then I dove in and I started small. You know, I believe as, as working women um, with, especially if you have children or marriage, we have a lot to manage on our plate. And um, for me, I think self-care can be a lot of women's last. They give to every, their marriage and their job and their kids, and then they come last and their mind and their body and their spirit shows it, right? It's just, we get worse and worse every year instead of better and better. And I just went, I'm turning 50. I wanna, I wanna be the, my best version of myself. And, um, and then I started small and that's my message to a lot of busy women. Don't take these humongous steps that you're going to fail in. Start small. I started one month of mindset and then one month I just started with water, just quadrupling my water. Then I layered in a little bit of workout and then I layer, you know, in layered, 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 and then 
started getting mastery around all of them. And it, was, it wasn't until the eighth or ninth month that all of them start working. My sleep, eight hours, um, 120 ounces of water, 100 grams of protein, working out two to three times a week, and then all the other things, my vitamins, and just layering on the health for our mind, body, and spirit. But it, I think a lot of women, what we do is <laughs> we, we decide like, yeah, I want to get healthy. And then the next day we join a gym and we expect four workouts in a week and we don't do it because it's, we're not set up to win like that, that big jump. And then we go, I quit. That was too hard. Um, and we quit on ourselves. So my biggest lesson in that is baby steps. Definitely. I love that. That's, that's really, uh, sustainable, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's that's not the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't overwhelm you. Um, like you said, that was one of the things, right. That, that was, uh, the, the smallness, right. Overwhelm. Right. And yep. so that that's can right. like add to the overwhelm and like, keep us from moving into it and, and right. believing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so just wanted to take advantage of the last few minutes we have here and um, ask a little bit more. So you, you before you talked about um, this this idea of you know the highest self and like becoming that highest version of yourself, I'd love it if you could if if you can think of 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 a time when you were able to kind of get a glimpse of your highest self and like encounter that best version of you? Mm. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I would say when I wrote my book, The Greatness Game, and I started, I was speaking before that, but when you have a book that, for me, it was a very emotional moment of purpose, because I always, what gets me excited is people finally saying, here's the line, I'm done with my smallness. I am starting to learn how to live a life of greatness, um, which is purpose, gifts, vision, highest version of ourselves. And it, you know, it was hard up until you have a book or you have a podcast, you have a way to reach more people. And the first time I spoke on stage about the concept, and then I had my book there for the audience. I think it was 200 women. At a, it was a women's retreat. It was about 200 people. And um, it was such a moment like, oh my gosh, two years ago, I had this vision of getting this concept out to more women, out to more people um, in a way that was relatable and affordable. And, you know, at first you don't know how you're going to do that. And then you realize which route you're going to take. And then to be standing on that stage for the first time and to coach people through it and give them this concept and have so many people just say that it was so life-changing and then everyone got a book. Um, it was, it was, it was that very, for me, it was a moment where you can stand in, you have moments of purpose where your purpose is working. You're like, oh my gosh, I actually see my purpose and my gifts at work. It is such a blessing to see your gifts and your purpose at work. And I'm addicted to it. I mean, I just, I love making a difference for people in their lives and the breakthroughs that come through it. And then 
what they create after that and how they transform their marriage or transform their business or their team or whatnot. It's just, for me, it's epic. And that was probably that at that first time that was about eight or nine years ago. I mean, I've had lots of moments of greatness, lots of memorable, amazing um, things, but that, and um, I actually was uh, the spokesperson for 9-11 and I worked with the Pentagon and Mayor Giuliani's office. That was, I would say that was right after my stroke. So we're talking about baby breakthroughs. I had just recovered from my stroke when 9-11 happened. And I was wow. like one pinky in my greatness. Literally, like I had just made my decision of like, this is my life now. I'm moving towards greatness and purpose and gifts. Had sold my business and 9-11 um, happened and um, which I was near the towers. And it was of course a wow. devastating day for all Americans. And for me, it was such an epic, beautiful moment of greatness. When I got, I mean, five people, we, the five of us created this September 11th photo project and healing America project with Mayor Giuliani's um, office and in the Pentagon. And it was just this beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm telling you, I could have never ever created that, helped with that, worked in that if six months before hadn't had my stroke, had my blessed interruption where I said, no more smallness, I'm doing great things in this world. And you know what? Opportunities like that was, it was just a huge, again, like I said, I was only baby moment of greatness and gifts. And I just said, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to say yes. And sometimes we just have to say yes to our greatness and figure out the rest afterwards. We can't have all the answers. Man, I love that. That's a powerful story too. I just think that's so, wow, that's so amazing to imagine that. And um, thank you for, for sharing that. And thanks for kind of going there with me. That wasn't that was just a question that I was thinking about. I had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I and I just thought, man, I think for the listeners who are thinking right now, like, how can I find, how, how can I see that future self, right? How can I find them? Like, how, where, where are they right now? Like, I want to find them. Like, they're yeah. feeling that, right? And so I just wanted to see if there's a glimpse, you know, you could share with us. So thank you for doing that. Um, so I uh, just want to respect your time and um, thank you so much for being on the show. I always love asking um, the rest or my, my guests, like what other than what you've said today, um, you know, what advice do you have for listeners uh, on this podcast uh, on how they can have a more happy life today? They're just, you know, people who just are desperate for a happier life. Yes. Any other advice you'd give them? Yes. So one, there's two pieces. Um, one is go to amazinggreatness.com and it's a free download. It is my self-care template and directions. Um, it, it will bless your life. It, right now, if you're a woman, I'm gonna just make an assumption and it, it's a judgment that you take care of everybody else before yourself. Um, and I hope that this conversation inspired you to say, 
I need to know what I want and I need to get deeper in my gifts and my purpose and take care of myself. And so I would start there is make a decision in your own mind that you are worth taking care of and um, download that template. It will help you. It's like uh, my coaching is right there on the piece of paper. It will help you coach through that. Um, and it's a 30 day challenge around self-care and, and taking care of yourself. Um, will you, will you share that? What was the URL again? Can you yeah, say that one more time? Greatness.com. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And then, you know, um, and, and of course have grace with yourself, but giving yourself permission to be on this journey of greatness, that is decision number one. Decision number two is you're going to put structures like a self-care plan and a vision plan in place so that you have a guide. Do not do, don't wing this because what happens when we wing it is smallness gets a hold of it and you sabotage and you fail and then you'll quit on yourself, which we don't want. Have a structure, um, ask a girlfriend to be your buddy and do it together or hire a coach or, or do it with your spouse, but have some kind of structure where you start to build a happy life and it starts from the inside out. Happiness is not found externally. If we put our happiness and our identity in things that are external, all things external can go away. Your car, your brands, even your husband, your home, your job are all subject to be taken away, right? So your identity, your happiness, your joy has to start inside of you. And that's why a self-care plan is a number one, step one. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> I'm so excited for everybody to go check that out and, uh, you know, for the positive ripples that will happen when they yes. do. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh, Dina, thank you so much for being here. And I, I feel lifted right now. I'm, I'm just, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I want to go, I want to go re-encounter my, my <laughs> highest self. Like, let's do this, you know? Um, so go. thank you so much for, for giving that gift to me and to all the listeners. Thank you. Thanks for having me and um, this amazing conversation and the work that you do.